Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm Haley. And I'm Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. And? I'm Emerson. Emerson's here. Emerson. Everybody, clap for Emerson. Um, Emerson is going to supply us with our hot take today. Hope everybody's having a grand old uh, whatever day of the week you're watching this. <laughs> okay, hot take. Thoughts on the Loch Ness Monster. I knew you were oh, going to do this. I no. knew you were going to do this. I knew you wouldn't like it. No, I do like it. I'm just saying I just knew you were going to do it. Real or fake? Gut instinct. Fake. Gut instinct real. Wait. I knew you had alternate opinions. I That's knew. Why I you probably know. would. Is that why? Or do you just want to know? Well, I think. What do you think? Gut says fake, but I want to believe it's real so bad. But gut says fake. Yeah, because it just seems far-fetched, and, like, we have so much technology. Wouldn't we have found it? <gasps> okay, so maybe I think it's real. What? Why? <laughs> how did you, why did you switch sides? Because I was thinking about how much of the... <laughs> I'm just thinking Emerson's argument must have really sucked, because the second... Because <laughs> <laughs> it came out of my mouth, and Maddie's like, oh, actually, I changed my mind. Well, when you said, like, we have so much technology, we should have found it by now... I was thinking about how much of the sea we've never seen. Like, we've never... But it's not in the ocean. This is a smaller body of water. Like... Oh, the Loch Ness Monster's only in lakes. Not any lake. lake. It's one lake. Isn't it in Scotland? I don't know enough about this monster. It's like Loch Ness is like a castle there, They think, yeah, they think that the monster itself can, like, hide under the ground when there's, when it's, like, getting scoped out. They don't think it lives necessarily in the water, but, like, under the water. I thought the Loch Ness monster (laughs) was, like, a very large creature, like a megalodon. Like a big snake that lived in the ocean. (laughs) So, I don't know if this was a good hot take, only because we don't know what's going on. Only because (laughs) I have never heard of this monster <laughs> well i want to believe in it a just because of my conspiracy theory brain but uh, okay but what's also what's what did garrett say it is i don't whale's penis <laughs> I garrett think. said that people thought that it was a loch ness monster but it was really them just seeing a whale's penis <laughs> he said that's a fact good for that whale you know that's what i mean <laughs> He said that's a fact. He did. He DM'd me. I think that's the, the whole point of the Loch Ness Monster is the fact that there are no it's facts. It's not a fact. Garrett seems to think Maybe so. I Garrett, if you're listening, tell us. Call in. Garrett, if you're listening, we love you. We love um, you, Bear. Where's your information coming from? Yeah, cite your sources. That's what I want to know. He said it's a fact. I don't know. But you can't just say something's <laughs> a fact because you think it is. If I say any, anything I say with full confidence is a fact. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> if you say it with enough confidence, people will believe it. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm going to be the best cult leader of our time. Mark my words. Right. Give I'm me three to five years. On that note, see you guys. Maybe, Anyways, maybe cut that point Um yeah. I thought the Loch Ness Monster, this is going to make me sound dumb, but <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that it was just like a big animal that people sometimes saw. And we're like, oh, okay. oh that's yeah, the that's Loch Ness a little dumb. Monster. It's okay that that's a little dumb though, because last 
podcast, I asked if medieval times were everywhere <laughs> or, or if there was just one place with medieval time. Oh, yeah. And I actually, here's the funny thing. You didn't it's stupid. I still don't have an answer. I don't know. Yeah, I laughed pretty hard, but I'm not. <laughs> you were like, ah, oh, that's so stupid. Anyways, what's the I just answer? wanted to feel better about. It's okay. We all say stupid things every once in a while. Yeah. Today, I was in a session with one of my students, and I'm not kidding. I had a brain fart that lasted for <laughs> a solid two minutes where I was like, honey, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And she was just, and she's one of my newer students, and she was looking at me like, honey, like I should be providing you therapy. And I was like, I know. She didn't say that. I'm well, just, I'm doing Whole30, so I had an actual fart that lasted two minutes. Ew. <laughs> Ew. She thinks that's hilarious, too. She's dying. I'm laughing because Emerson is also laughing. That's so gross. That's so dumb. But Whole30 makes you do that? I think when your body's so used to literal crap, when you switch to good food, you're crying. <laughs> I think when you switch back to good food, your body's like, what? There is a literal tear in Maddie's left eye that's about to fall right now. because she's- I'm just laughing because today at work, I literally, my stomach was going crazy. Really? Yeah. That's a terrible feeling. Yeah, I had bubble guts. That's that's not a good feeling. <laughs> Your nose is also peeling right now. I know. My whole face and my <laughs> head. <laughs> Maddie's going through it this week. Um, don't text. Any any other life updates you got going on? I don't know. Any, life updates? I don't know. Just um, anything we need to add? I don't think so. My life is boring kind of how I like it oh <laughs> um I was talking about that the other day actually with like some of my coworkers, and I was like I love the consistency of my life like I love yeah. that I can just count on it being that way whatever and literally someone was like yeah don't you think that means you're stagnant and I was like first mm. of all don't appreciate it second of all <laughs> like me liking structure and consistency doesn't mean that it's stagnant, right? No. No. Okay, I just needed People somebody. People work very hard for consistency. Right. And I was like, for me, how I was raised and who I am, I need this. Yes. So Anything me, else would feel chaotic. Yes. And I was like, to me, this is healthy. Yeah. But to you, and then he mm. proceeded to say that, like, people who basically relax are not as successful. Mm-mm. And I was like, false. Well, maybe people are going to be more like, quote unquote, successful than me, but I'll have a lower blood pressure. <laughs> and he was like, my blood pressure is actually great. And oh, I was my like, God. I think I already know who you're talking about. I was like, I wasn't even talking about you. I was talking about people like that. Right. So like way to label you as a successful guy and yeah. me as the not. Right. Right. That's yeah, exactly. It automatically do that. Right. No, that doesn't make. No, I think that I I could go on a spiel for forever about, I don't, I don't understand. I'm not saying be lazy. Don't be lazy, but you have to prioritize rest. Right. And like going so hard to the point where you're not taking care of your physical or mental health is never something I'm going to be jealous about. Nope. Never. I'm just never jealous of that. Like, I don't, I think that 
I'm I'm over the like glorification of the grind. I'm just not into I it. Completely, it's agree. not fun. Uh, okay, fine. You are like striving to your goals, and that's awesome. And you actually don't really like your life that much, right? And like I don't, I and I don't think I'm bored with my life. I like my life. I love my life. Yeah, that's like I'm thing. good. I should definitely like swap my phone out for a book. But well, yeah, I don't feel bad about like taking a Saturday and like watching TV and like hanging out and having a slow day. No, you shouldn't. Right. Like, why do you have to constantly and be getting also, after it? What are you getting after? You're so discontent all the time. Exactly. And I'm like, don't shame me for like chilling. No, I'm gonna take a nap. Goodbye. Yeah. Stupid. Um, yeah, I'm over it. And you know what? That's my spiel. I'm a therapist, so I'm right. So she's right. So screw you guys. Whoever that guy is, tell him to shove it. Well, um, I did in some way, shape, or form. Well, no, nicer than shove it, but respectfully. Respectfully? No. Shove it. <laughs> um, Emerson, you got anything else to share with the class? Okay. This is a, a shorter short hot, hot take than typical. I think that's because our last hot take was half the episode, but that was because we wanted it to be. Yeah, get to the what? Wait, what was it? What was our last one? We're talking about middle school and Tumblr and mm-hmm. being okay. basically being a middle schooler in the 2000s was yes. a time to be alive. I'm ready for murder, though. Okay, I'm ready for murder, too. Okay, so here we have one of the most famous unsolved murders Ooh. in American history. I like unsolved. I know you do like unsolved. Well, I know that unsolved scares you. Yeah. Um, we had some options and all of them were unsolved today, so Ooh. that's what we got left. Um, okay, so this one, I always get confused because there's like, not that you would know this, but there's like five different missing or dead women that all have like very similar names and I always get them confused. But this one is Elizabeth... A little bit. Okay, so listen, I said this last episode. I want to count how many times I have a, like a what mess you, up. Yeah, I mess up words all the time. This is tally one. Tally one. Okay. Elizabeth Short was her name. Um, and she wants to be an actress. And she is basically like the dream girl for like she just is pumped to go out and be like this 1940s starlet. Um what? <laughs> Is that a tally too? No, that's just me forgetting when I what I said whenever I wrote this. Oh, okay. okay. So that's Elizabeth Short. Okay, we're going to get back into more background with her in a minute. Okay. So it's January 15th, 1947, and it's in the Crenshaw neighborhood of LA. Betty Bersinger, mm-hmm. cute name, is taking her daughter on an errand in the neighborhood, and they walk past a lot. And that's where Betty notices something strange that she thinks is a mannequin because it's so white. She thinks that someone just, like, had tossed a mannequin out into this empty lot. Never a mannequin. It's never, ever a mannequin. That mannequin is actually Elizabeth Short, who is 22 years old. She is face up naked that morning. Um, Her body. Now, also, this is, like, a, a gore warning. Her body is split in half at the waist. Oh. Her eyes are open. And she's Wait, oddly what did Melissa do? Her eyes were cut off. Her, <laughs> her legs, legs were cut, cut off. off. Yeah. Um, her eyes are open. She's oddly posed. Pieces of her body have been scooped out. Like with the ice cream scoop? Um, essentially, yes. Her <laughs> face has three-inch slits next to her mouth, turning her into an upward smile. Oh, this is torture. Is that not haunting? Well, yeah. at this point, they don't know if it was before she died or after. So, here's the reason why she's so white. 
all of the blood has been drained from her body. And she's been thoroughly scrubbed before she was placed in this lot. Thoughts, feelings, opinions? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay, that feels fair. So Betty obviously calls the police, which you would imagine. And fingerprints are able to identify her as Elizabeth Short. So Elizabeth Short is from Medford, Massachusetts. Again, she has the hopes of stardom. She's trying to get minor acting roles while she's just working service jobs. And she, of course, has periods of unemployment like a lot of budding actors and actresses do. Budding. I hate that Budding. Word. Yeah. It's budding. Funny. Budding. Anywho. Um, <laughs> so the newspaper ends up nicknaming her the Black Dahlia because she's this, like, She's very pale. She has, like, the striking black hair, like, red lips. She's, like, the Marilyn Monroe with black hair, essentially. Oh. Uh, did you ever watch American Horror Story? I watched, like, three episodes and was like, eh. Yeah, I have a feeling Can't it wouldn't be it. your show. And if you have watched it, the first season, they, like, portray Elizabeth Short in it. Oh. Um, at one point as, like, a fictionalized character. Um, but she, like, comes into the – it's because, like, the first season of American Horror Story is, like, the murder house one, and it's in – I'm pretty sure it's in California, if I remember right. And it's basically saying, like, it gives, like, a fictionalized version of what could have happened to Elizabeth Short. But it shows, like, how she was, like, would have done anything to get famous at this point because she, like, wants to be a starlet of the 1940s. Um, That's creepy. I don't mess with demons. What? I feel like that shows Oh, the show. I was like, we're just talking about a woman. (laughs) I was like. No, no, no. Like, I couldn't watch that show because I ain't letting those spirits. Well, it's not really demonic. No, it's not. Are you sure? I've seen some clips from that show. It depends on the season. It feels dark. It is dark. You wouldn't like it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So autopsy that they do on her body reveals that she died of a hemorrhage and of shock. So like electrical shock or like no, she was like died of shock of what was of happening to okay. her, and her body was in shock for so long. Okay. Um, she had been bound. Um, slits on her mouth were made while she was still alive. How do you determine that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I know science, but like that's crazy. <laughs> you determine it from I don't know science from like science or whatever. Uh, certain things. I mean, I think have to do with like blood temperature and stuff. But I don't know about the slits on your mouth. How you would know it's, that? I'm just saying it's crazy. We have the science to maybe because I'm a, and this is a total guess, but like maybe because if it's like if she was alive during it, maybe it was like. I'm assuming you, I mean, you're not just going to say still the whole time. Maybe you could tell that it was like she was fighting it off. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It That's, wasn't as clean of a slice. I don't know if you guys knew this, but we're not morticians. So I don't know. Ask someone. So um, she also had a concussion. Uh, the cuts that were made, though, they found that they were very clean. They had to have been made with surgical tools. They weren't amateur. Ooh. So they figure it's someone that has some sort of medical knowledge, medical degree. And so immediately because of, A, how freaking creepy this entire story is and the fact that she's posed, that it's, like, very methodical, yeah. becomes this huge story all over L.A. So nine days after her body is found is when an envelope is sent to the local newspaper. Inside of it, it has her belongings, an address book that's missing a few pages, her social security card, her ID, and some personal photographs that she kept on her person. Done, 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 done. Um, everything had been cleaned off using gasoline, so there's no prints. Hmm. There were cut-out letters from movie advertisements that spelled out the address. Thirteen letters were sent to police, uh, and the press signed it. Thirteen letters were sent to police, signed the Black Dahlia Avenger, taunting them for not being able to find the killer. Wow. Yeah. 
So the question, first question, are why were the pages taken out of the address book? And, like, I feel like with killers like this, they low-key want to be found. Exactly. He's, like, taunting them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just, like, the catch me if you can. Like, if you can get away with it, it's, like, the biggest pride thing. But then they always push it one step too far. And then they get caught. Yeah. Well, apparently maybe not this guy. So, um, page is taken out of the address book. Um, Hundreds that were in the address book were questioned. 75 men in the address book were questioned. Um, So, 75 of those contacts were men. So, 25 were women. (laughs) Math. Um, The majority of them said that they had met her briefly, sometimes for dates, but not always second dates, just like randoms that she would throw in this address book. Fingerprints were found on one Dahlia letter, though, and there was no file history, meaning that whoever this person is has no criminal history. Hmm. So it doesn't necessarily narrow it down completely, but we ended up coming – after all of this, they come up with three main suspects that are still considered the main three suspects of today that they go with. Um, so the first one is a man named Robert Manley. He had met her a month before. He had noticed her outside of a bus station in San Diego and had offered her a ride. Apparently, he was super persistent, and she eventually just agreed to go in his car and go with him. He took her on dates whenever he was in town, which wasn't all the time, and the last that he had seen her was January 9th. Um, Unfortunately, it was the last place that she had been seen alive before her body was discovered was whenever they were together. So, I mean, the last person to see her alive. But he did pass polygraph tests, which at the time are, like, the biggest deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's also 1954 at this point. Which, what? <laughs> is that tally? Oh, me? and this is later. No, we're not tallying. We're just telling my word mess-ups. Oh. 1950, I, my regular mess-ups I'm allowed to do. <laughs> 1954, he was given um, sodium pentothal that was considered at the time truth serum. They thought they had really developed truth serum at the time. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, so this is years after the murder. He didn't end up saying anything crazy or incriminating like they thought he was going to. And so basically, Manly, the only reason that he was kind of thrown in there was because he was, A, persistent, and B, he uh, was one of the last people to see her alive. Other than that, he doesn't have any connection to her. So um, he ended up – now, here is something that's weird, though. Manly died in 1986 after an accidental fall in California. Those little fish, but I don't know. Um, 39 years to the day that he last saw the Black Dahlia. Just weird, creepy coincidence. Um, there's another man named Ralph Astle, who was a detective on the case at the time. And in a 1996 interview, he says that he knew within weeks who he thought the murderer was. He just could never definitively prove it. Hmm. Astle had received tips and a description of a man near the lot with a black car. And he can't name him now. Because now he's saying, like, that now it's, like, legally he can't just, like, go out and accuse someone. Hmm. Now, the most widely accepted suspect is a man by the name of Dr. George Hodel. Hodel. We got you, Hodel. Well, that's not the part I was drawing attention to. Doctor. Doctor. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I um, just liked Hodel. Oh, okay. Well, you can, you can like it. Yodel for Hodel. Yodel for Hodel. Um... So the LAPD detective uh, publishes research stating that all of the reasons that he believes that George Hodel is guilty of the Black Dahlia murder. Now, here's the crazy thing. The name of the investigator who says that this is the man who did it, he knows that it's the man that did it. Yeah. Stephen Hodel. (laughs) It's his son. 
What? His son is publicly accusing his father of being the murderer of a black Dahlia. Why? How bad of a dad do you have to be? Pretty bad dad. Pretty bad for someone to be like, oh yeah, he's one of like, he's one of the most sadistic murderers in history. Yeah, why? Does it say why? Uh, Listen, does he hate his dad? As mad as I've ever been at my dad, I've never accused him of chopping a woman into pieces. Right. It just, I I don't know. It feels like. You gotta really, really, really hate the guy. You really, yeah, something's, something's up. So. Or um, his son's a crazy person. One or the other. One or the other. Um, so, background on George Hodel. He is a wealthy LA doctor. He's known of, to be really dashing and charming. He has a high IQ. He's in charge of the venereal department of the hospital. So he venereal. You know what venereal is? I've only heard that in a Little Wayne song. What Little Wayne song? Do you know what venereal means? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't mean to put you out there. I'm just venereal is like what they would call that's what they call stds yeah he says i'm a venereal disease oh why would you call yourself that you never you it's in um a millie uh, i guess i'm just not recalling it off the top of my head i don't yeah. know a venereal i don't know oh don't just type a venereal disease like a menstrual bleed <gasps> ew why I would you said menstrual bleed like a menstrual bleed through the pencil I leak on the sheet of the <gasps> tablet in my mind because I don't write because I ain't got time because my second minutes I always go to the oh my you know that part now no what I don't really know what's going on you don't really know you. the Amelie song um not I mean like the chorus okay yeah I mean that's I've heard the word venereal one time and it's from All Little right. Wayne, my educator. So now- <laughs> He's like, hold on. I don't need the background if Lil Wayne taught it to me. Okay. Venereal Department of the Hospital. So he has knowledge of the sex lives of thousands of people. Apparently, he was said to have breezed through medical school like it wasn't even anything to him at the time. Um, so, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you're in charge of the Venereal Department of the Hospital, like, what's so fascinating? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be dealing with all those words. Right. That's a lot of, like, discolored genitalia that I'm just not about. I'm just saying, like, that's what happens. Okay, anyways. Um, After his death, Stephen Hodel was cleaning out his father's house. Not Stephen Hodel's, his dad's death. He found photos of a woman that he believes now to be Elizabeth Short. Um, And so um, we're going to post those pictures on our Instagram. Um, Maddie, I was supposed to put it in here, but I didn't. Um, Look up. Dr. Hodel's uh, photo of Elizabeth Short. Um, so, but looking at the photo, uh, eventually um, Stephen Hodel submits it for evidence and it comes up as inconclusive. They can't tell if it's conclusively Elizabeth Short. Um, you guys can kind of judge for yourselves what you think. So he starts investigating from then on out. He speculates that they had an affair, that his father may have gotten seen with her and needed to get rid of her, essentially. And apparently, he has reports that they were seen together in an L.A. hotel. Oh, that's them together? No. That's just Elizabeth Short. <laughs> that's her. That's the picture right there. Oh. What do you think? Nakey. Well, Nakey. A little, little bit. That's him that you just passed. And that's her. So, um. You can see her body severed online. Is that real? Yep. That's her. So, uh, George is also accused 
of killing uh, Jeanne French three weeks after the Black Dahlia murder. She received blunt force trauma to the head. Her body was also found oddly posed in a vacant lot. Uh, French's body had the initial had the initials BD and red lipstick on her body, which could stand for Black Dahlia, but there were no follow-up letters like there were with Elizabeth Short. Hmm. Um, Forensic... Oh, I'm sorry. Notes sent by the killer match Hodel's handwriting. You hear that? Mm -hmm. Forensic expert thinks that the initials BD also match Hodel's handwriting. So... Here's the problem, though, is that the handwriting expert was hired by Stephen Hodel, who clearly wanted his father to be pinned for the murder. So they think maybe he could have been crooked. Maybe he was hmm. incentivized in some way. Okay. But no one knows for sure. But still, why do you want your dad to be the Black Dahlia murderer? I don't right. understand. So, right. Um, I'm not trying to be rude, but Shotty got a forehead. <laughs> like Maddie! Like, she does have a big forehead. Maybe hey, that- big head times a thousand. That's all square. She got nothing but thoughts on her mind. She got time to think. She knows every <laughs> lyric to every song ever written. She has time to think. You <laughs> sociopath. Look at that. I okay, that one's not that bad. Hold on. I don't think it's much bigger than mine. No, it is. I do not look at you and think you have a noticeable forehead. You don't think? No. I'm, we're just staring at ourselves right now. At our own forehead. Everything you think I've got a big forehead? Bro. Shoddy. <gasps> That's a very big forehead. Oh, okay, but then that picture, though, doesn't the forehead does not match. She looks like a dugger. I don't think that picture really looks like her. The nudie pick? Yeah, not the nudie pick. The, not the hotel pick. She yeah. at the hotel, hotel, Molly. <laughs> Why did we both mess it up? That's so weird. Holiday Inn? The Holiday Inn? Why did we do that? But, like, when she does her hair, she doesn't look like... Because that's the same person. Well, why don't you tell her now that she should be doing her hair better? I mean, just stick with the 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 pink girl. Yeah, who does that? What's her name? What's that little girl? Shirley Temple. Why did I stop talking? Shirley Temple. Did you hear what I did? Why did I do that? Ah! Okay. Can we, can we continue? Yeah. Okay. January 9th, 1947. It's day before my birthday, if anybody was wondering. Um, this is what was George Hodel was doing. Hodel? Hodel. I don't know. Hodel. I don't know. <laughs> Hodel, Hotel, Holiday Inn. Okay. Um, he had 50-pound sacks of concrete sent to his home the last day that Short had been seen alive. Hodel claims that those empty bags were reported to be near the body. That Stephen Hodel reports that, not the dad, which makes it confusing. Um, the investigator Hodel thinks that it was t- for transport so that he could get parts of her body. Um, Hodel's 1936 car matched descriptions of a car seen in the lot, which is that black car. Dr. Hodel is also really into art. And he had art pieces by an artist named Man Ray all over his home. They're, like, really expensive. Some of the poses of the women have resemblance to man ray's works which we'll i'll post some of those on the instagram also okay. so some of the pictures are very similar of like if he was trying to be artistic with their bodies hmm. yeah gross um okay so tamar hodel is one of george hodel's daughters who said that her father used to throw huge parties in their hollywood adjacent home man ray would be there sometimes this like famous artist hmm. and 
she said that she had posed for nude photos as a child for Man Ray. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, she reported that her father, she reported her own father to authorities when she was 13 after running away from home, claiming that her father had tried to teach her about oral sex, had offered her to his friends when she was 14, and that he himself had raped her. Oh, um, my God. Tamar ended up having a baby girl at age 15, and it's potential that Fauna Hodel, which was her daughter, was actually – um, was actually way to rub it in. A, a product of incest. Um, so George ended up being being acquitted after other family members stated that Tamar was lying. So she like took him to court and everything, but then it was said that he was lying. But I feel like that's grounds for the fact of why his other son would also hate him. He sounds like he was just a shitty guy, right? Like a shitty rich guy with like who had all all of this power. Um. Now, here's the thing, though. He was the breadwinner in the entire family, and apparently he didn't come from a lot of money, so it's potential that other people just testified because they he was going to be able to give them money if they testified. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, incentive. yeah. So, George, conveniently, moved in 1950 to the Philippines after this, once he starts to be questioned about the Black Dahlia murders. Um, in 1967, a woman was reported dead in the Philippines in a similar fashion to the Black Dahlia. At the time, George Hodel was living about 0.5 miles from the crime scene. Steve Hodel went to his childhood home with cadaver dogs, a film crew, and fellow investigators. Cadaver dogs identified several spots in the house um, as where a body may have been at one point. It doesn't mean that there were remains necessarily, especially because it had been decades but in a soil sample, it was found that the soil indicated that a body had decomposed there at some point in time. That's it. That's all of it. Well, the problem being it could have been anywhere from 20 years ago or 100 years ago. Oh. So it, it just leaves a very, very big gap that Such you can't say gap. anything conclusive. Yeah. It just shows signs of decom. But so, the fact that he was how like 0.5 miles away. Yes. Like, come on. Isn't that insanity? Yeah. I know. Um, And the LA Times reporter, Steve Lopez, goes to the DA and manages to get access to case files all these years later. Mm -hmm. He found a photo of George Hodel among 21 other suspects. So at the time, they thought that he was a suspect. LAPD had snuck listening devices into his home undetected for 40 days during the time of the investigation. Wow. Yeah. That would be so fun to listen to. Yeah. But then but that's like so many like random conversations that have nothing to do with it. Like that. I know, but that seems so like creepy. It is. Creepy and like interesting. I'm wondering how it was legal. I would love to do that to so many people. Put listening devices in their house? I mean like not actually, but like I wish I could (laughs) be a fly on (laughs) I wish I could be a fly on the wall, and that that one, like, you're actually a fly on the wall. I wish I could, like, pick and choose when I could be a fly on the wall. You know what I mean? No. I don't want to I see. get what you mean, but, like, I don't. I just want to be a yeah, fly Yeah, that's because I think you're – I'm very nosy, but you're nosy to a different degree than I am. Not, like, you're more nosy than me, but in a completely different way. Like, yeah. I There are certain things I am glad I don't know. You just want to know the juicy stuff. Yeah. I just want to see how they, like – that's talk like and operate and like live their daily life like, yeah i'm curious about that like the difference that everybody has okay i guess that's true i'm thinking of like when we've talked before about like in very hypothetical situations like during the ethics ep- episodes and stuff like if you had the opportunity to find out every last detail of someone that cheated on you if, if you could find out exactly what happened to a t would you uh, find out you said yes and i would said no yeah i think i don't know if i would want that though I, I would because I would 
dive over the curiosity. Yeah. But I think knowing the details really would be traumatic. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I know. I think you're just like, that's a smarter, like a a better way to protect yourself is to not know. Yeah. But I want to know most. I kind of do anything to avoid my stomach sinking, so. See, and I can't be pain avoidant. I know, but I'm typically not pain avoidant either. But I also don't chase things that make me sad. Like, I don't seek out sad experiences. You don't, yeah. I think I seek out more sad experiences than you do. I think so, too. Like, I'm going to put on the sad song just to feel it for a second. And you're yeah, not. never. And you're like, no, But I'm that's good. so interesting. What? That, that we're different that way? That, like, that would make me think if you were listening to the sad songs that you would want to know more details. No. Uh-uh. Maybe there's zero correlation. Because then I have control over how much hurt I'm giving myself. Oh, okay. But if I, if you just tell me, like, okay, tell me the thing that's really going to hurt my feelings. It depends. Hmm. Like, if you said, hey, I know that, like, one of our friends was talking really badly about you, that I would want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I would, too. I don't know where I'm drawing the line on this. This is not relevant to the Black Dahlia. It's not. But, (laughs) whatever. We're Um, just chit-chatting. We're just, we're just chit-chatting like it's our podcast or something. Um, okay. What were we talking about? Oh, the recordings. Yes. So, flies on the uh, transcripts of the recordings were in the file box, in the case file box. Apparently, at one point, George Hodel had said to someone, doesn't say who, supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. They couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary because she's dead. What? I know. Sketchy. And an innocent person doesn't say that. It's just a weird thing to say. Like, if I was up for, like, murder, I wouldn't be like, so say I did. OJ literally wrote a book called If I Did It. I was just saying I don't I know. think I would say that, though. I don't even think I could utter those words if I was not guilty. I It's one of my big fears to be falsely accused of a crime. Yeah, me too. Because I think I would accidentally talk. I would say something stupid. I know I would. I'm afraid of the response not being correct. Remember, we've talked about right. this. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid of grieving in the wrong way or expressing yep. it. Because everyone's going to judge it. I um was just started watching a 2020 episode that I haven't finished about like a dad that was accused of killing his three-year-old girl, his three-year-old daughter. And um, he was ended up being falsely accused and it becomes like a whole thing. But I think the episode's called The Accused, I'm pretty sure. But it's crazy the way that people judge his reactions to things. Of like, right. nope, not good enough. Right. But I don't know what, a, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm the type of person, too, when something really bad happens to me, as much as I'm a crier, I almost feel things more for other people than I do myself. Yeah, you do. Like, I could cry for you a lot easier than I could cry for me. So I feel like if something awful happened to me, I would almost be in, like, such a state of shock that I wouldn't I you'd be more stoic than you would. Yeah, yeah. which I think would surprise people because they'd be like, oh, Maddie's a crier. Yeah, but you're more of a crier for, like, sentiment or you're a crier for other people. You're not as much of a crier but for, like... But I think like, people would be like, oh, someone killed your loved one. You should be more You upset. should be crying. Like, you should be emoting in a way that we think you would. Okay, so you know in I mean? the event that someone you love ends up dead and Maddie is accused of their murder... I would cry the for sure in private, but I don't know if I could in front of cameras. No, the pressure's on. Yeah, it's scary. I would just be like, my brain would be in too many different Especially if you also know that there's a potential they could be looking at you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, terrifying. Because like, if you're like the wife of a husband that dies mysteriously, they're automatically looking at you, you know? Yeah. I was just watching Gone Girl. 
Good, good movie. Good movie. And the husband, like, I mean, he does everything wrong. Everything wrong. Yeah. Everything wrong. And I'm like, oh. I know. So at least you can't mess it up that, that bad. That's not a good sentence. What? And I was like, oh. and I was like, ah, oh, you know? So stupid. Um, so let's go back to George Hodel, shall we? We shall. Um, so he says that weird thing. Um, now here's here's the thing that Stephen Hodel basically says about his dad. He says that he was very influential, and they think that he had knowledge of the prostitution and organized abortion rings that are happening in LAPD at the time, yes. which is actually what the in the um, episode of American Horror Story they reference that. Um, mm. Steve thinks that his father made a deal with them to avoid all of the dirty laundry being aired. Um, because the LAPD is notoriously corrupt at the time, mm. which I feel like that's a sentence I've said in five different episodes. The cops uh, are notoriously corrupt. In every, in every different era. I'm like, oh, isn't that crazy that they were corrupt then? Isn't that nuts? But it's been every every, every episode. Era. <laughs> um, now, here's the other lovely thing, which uh, we'll play a little guessing game here, Maddie. Okay. Um, physical evidence in so, the case. What about it? What happened to it? The cops contaminated it. It's just gone. What? Yeah. So it's basically very contaminated. The LAPD takes responsibility for losing the losing. physical evidence. Just gone. They saved it and they labeled it. Like it's supposed to be in there. There's inventory that there's physical evidence that one day they were going to have the science to be able to test blood, what? DNA, fingerprints. Yep. Whole bit. Just gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. LAPD is so like, oh, oopsie. <laughs> this could be a solved case. Mm-hmm. More than likely, yeah. Probably. I mean, we can't say definitively, but probably. Um, Yeah. Head deputy at the time, Stephen K., stated that he believes that the case has been solved. He thinks it was George Hodel. Um, Hodel moves back to the U.S. in 1990, dies in 1991 at the age of 91, um, and they are no longer actively investigating the case. Now, these are some random tidbits that I don't know why I have them at the end of this for no good reason, but some fun facts here. Um, Steve Hodel was five at the time of the murder whenever his father, George, would have committed it. Um, He was never assigned the case. It was cold whenever the time that he was investigator, but after he retired is whenever he looked into the case and found all of this out. What's interesting, though, is that he and his father were close up until the time of his death. Um, George Hodel had 11 children with five different women. Oh, wow. And so George and his other daughter that we already talked about were just two of them. Um, the Apparently, there was also dozens of false confessions in this case, too, which made it kind of hard for investigators because they had to clarify with every single person that falsely confessed because it was such a notorious Gosh, crime. That is so annoying. It's so Why annoying. Why do people want to be the notorious killer? Fame. But, I mean, really? I guess. Some people want it that bad. Fame for prison? Mm-hmm. We'll take it. That's so weird. Especially if you have, like, I'm thinking of, there was there's a documentary on Netflix called The Confession Killer, I think is what it's called, about Henry Lee Lucas, who was, like, notoriously was supposed to be the most um, prolific serial killer of the time, and he just made hundreds of false confessions, and eventually he made so many that they overlapped, and people were like, what? And they don't think he ended up killing anybody, and it was, like, a decade that he spent in prison. Like it was fine, but he basically, he came from such meager means that he had no one pay attention to him ever. And he was like, right now they give me free cigarettes and everyone wants to hang out with me and ask me questions and talk to me. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. What neglect can do to your brain. Isn't that crazy? And you can tell like he clearly has so many screws loose, but he was like, I was homeless before this. Now I have a home. People want to talk to me. Like I'm famous. And like, he said that before. 
He's like, wow. I think it was because I, and he also has a really, really low IQ. So he was like, I'm just kind of dumb. <laughs> no, literally. A self-aware idiot. Aw. <laughs> Emotional intelligence, not too bad. Did you just point to yourself? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Aw, you self-aware little idiot. I'm changing your contact name on my phone. <laughs> self-aware little idiot. Um, okay, so there's that. Um, apparently another thing, too, about Elizabeth Short is that she was going out every night to socialize uh, because she was trying to be an actress. She was trying to make connections. And she was going on dates just to get dinner because she was really hard up on cash. And so she didn't go out on a date. Sometimes she just wouldn't eat. So she probably got really manipulated in whatever situation she was in. Like, you got this influential, rich doctor who's, like, offering to just, like, buy you dinner. and That's sad, but I've also never thought about that. What? It's kind of smart. I mean... To just go out on dates? Yeah, I mean, if you're beautiful and poor, you can just eat for free, like, four nights out of the week. Yeah, how do you think I made it through college? I mean, hmm. it's, well, it's a lie. It? It's a lie. <laughs> right. I wish, I, I'm just going to go with that, though. I feel like it's cool. Kind of like, it's cool. Kind of edgy. Yeah, I'm a little edgy. <laughs> just joking. Just, just being edgy. Um, apparently, another little side fact, too, is that Stephen reports that there was a house, there was a, nope, there was a room in the house that he grew up in that the kids were never allowed in. Mm. And he suspects that his dad was hiding something in there. He has no idea what was in that room to this day. Oh, creepy. Which, and he wasn't ever married to any of the five wives i don't know or partners <laughs> um i don't know i think he probably was at some point it didn't say it just said it was five different women interesting so that is the solved slash unsolved murder of the black dahlia yeah. but i'm also very interested in the motive for like the posing for the like what yeah. did that mean i wish that he was alive so we could know if that so, was like a creepy art thing do you think that dr ho whatever hodel hodel mm-hmm. um that do you think that he did it yeah do you think it wasn't his first mm, i can't imagine that it would be he seemed like he knew well but granted he was doctor he like knew. but the posing and like being all creepy with it well they have that one that they think was after and then another one in the philippines after but i don't know about before i mean he seemed like he knew what was and what not even as much as like the actual how articulate he was with the murder more of like how did he get her out there? It was on a street. Like, if you look at the map of it, like, you should have. Right. I like, mean. How do you dump her there? I'm assuming no one was around, obviously, or, like, clearly no one caught on to what was going on. But I'm thinking, how did he, how was he confident enough to go out and pose her and put her there with this, like, and take her in concrete? Like, it just doesn't. Yeah. Like, in those concrete bags, took her out there like that and then just posed her and left. How does one do that? Ooh, that's so creepy. And here's the thing. Listen, I'm not saying that if I could get away with a murder, I would. But I'm saying, how are you not terrified? A good incentive to not murder would be straight up how scared I would be every single day that someone's going to catch me. Oh, 100%. I hate getting in trouble. I hate getting in trouble. That's my my worst nightmare would be trying to get away with a murder for forever. I have nightmares about it. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I think I would turn myself in, I honestly I think do. I would, too. I like telling myself for every little thing. It's just easier that way. Oh, I do it all the time. At like whenever I do anything wrong, I just, I feel like it's just easier to tell myself. Yeah, no, I agree. I I literally could not live with that. Mm-mm. I would have so bad anxiety. So bad anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> idiot. You, you emotional intelligence. 
Um, so yeah, so that's Elizabeth Short, which is different from what's the other one? Elizabeth Smart is the other one that I'm thinking of. There's Elizabeth two Elizabeth Long. Smarts. Who's Elizabeth Long? I'm just kidding. Elizabeth oh, Short. Elizabeth Short. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of um Lisa Ling. Hmm. You know who that is? Nope. Didn't think so. No. She's an investigative journalist. I don't know this realm. What realm? The one we're in? Like murder investigator. She's people. like a she's like a Yeah, I don't look into it though. Like ABC News or something? Yeah. If I saw this come on the TV, I'd turn it off. What? What we're doing? Anything like this. In this realm. Meta doesn't like what we're doing. If you will. It this terrifies realm. me. Listen, I, I didn't say I wasn't scared. I'm scared. Like, watching, I was actually picturing, you said, like, I started a 2020 episode about the guy, like, who was being accused yeah. of killing his daughters. We I was trying to visualize myself turning on an episode of 2020 in my house, like, in my living room, and, like, watching it by myself on, like, you know, Thursday, a Thursday night after work. I could never. That's my, f- literally my favorite feeling, I think. That's so, I know, it's just Here's funny, what, like, that's a difference I was laughing us. because my mom, it, I was talking to my mom today, and it's her birthday, so Aww, I was like, what are you going to do for your birthday? Station? And she said, I'm already doing my favorite thing. I just washed my face with some of that new stuff you bought me, because my sister and I bought her, like, some skincare stuff. I washed my face with some of that new stuff you bought me. I'm in my robe, and I'm going to watch some TV. I'm doing my favorite thing. Okay, no, I love I love that. But you wouldn't be watching. I'm just saying I wouldn't never. But my mom is the one who gave me the love for the Mm -hmm. crime stuff. So that's why I'm assuming that's probably something she's watching. Any crime thing that I've seen, my mom's seen it first. So funny. Yeah. And I think my mom would be the same way as me, actually. Oh, your mom mom would be disturbed. I think my mom would turn it off and she would have nightmares. Yeah, she would be like, oh, Madison, that's, that is just terrible. She'd be like, oh, I don't want to watch that. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Why would anyone watch Why that? Why would we want to watch that for two hours? We could watch something where we laugh and it would be fun. <laughs> I can hear her say it like that. We could laugh. We could have fun. We could eat popcorn. You Why would we popcorn? watch something that terrible? Yeah, she would say that. Which is kind of how I feel, Ma. Ma? <laughs> I, you know what? I would kill to just see... We should do. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so many things are just firing. We off should do a podcast with our moms. Our moms. That would be hilarious. They would be nothing like us. Nothing. But nothing. But also kind of. I think Maybe. that's the scariest part. <gasps> That'd be so funny. The scariest Are we gonna thing. be in it or do we just let them do it? No, we'd be in it. They would be a train wreck. You're right. They well, would what, no what would we talk with them about? We should do like a Zoom interview of like mother daughter or something for mo- oh Mother's Day for Mother's, Mother's Day. Day that was yesterday, but uh, in honor of Mother's Day, we should. But we our should. moms are not going to be able to. First of all, your mom is going to be corny about how much she loves you the whole time, and my mom's going to be like, she's fine. Yeah, my mom and I talked on the phone the other day. We we're on Facetime, and for seven minutes, she was convincing me that I should model. Stop it. I'm serious. She said, she listed everything about me oh. and said, I'm not kidding. You could beat out anybody you wanted to. You anybody. Out. And I was like, A, no, I couldn't. That's okay. I'm not fishing here, but I don't want to. And she was like, I know, but I would never want you to actually be in that industry because it's just awful. She's like, so why are you pitching this for seven minutes? Thank you. <laughs> She's like, no, no, I don't want you to do it, but I just want you to recognize that you could. And I also, yeah, I just was like, 
I don't like, that's not what I want to talk about when we FaceTime is like how pretty you think I am. Really? That's, that's the only thing I ever want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, Which it, it's just kind of, it's, it's so sweet. And then the nice part was that she did at the end, she was talking about like non-physical compliments that were really sweet. Like they're very kind. She oh, was, that's nice. She was like encouraging me, but it was really sweet. But I just like my mom will, yeah, just talk your ear off about how great she thinks I am, which is sweet, but it's also like very annoying. Your mom is the best. Yeah, yeah she's sweet. She's sweet. She's great. She lives on uh, La La Land. She does. Yeah. I would kill to live on Mary's planet for a day. Oh, I wouldn't. I would literally go mad. Well, yeah, but you were kind of raised on her planet, so you're sick of the planet. Oh, my gosh. I would die. But I was going to say the craziest and the scariest and the worst, weirdest feeling is when I'm home for too long and I start realizing things that are very like my mom. What do you mean? Like I see myself in her doing something. Oh, yeah. Sometimes or, I, do you ever make a face and you're like, ooh, that was on my mom's yes, face? Yes, or I realize my mannerisms mm-hmm. are like her yep. or something like that. I literally would – that thought would cross my mind when I would go home and I'd be like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> that's my – that's I got to go because I probably do stuff that's like her a lot. I just don't know it. But when I'm around her a lot, I start to pick it up. Yeah. No, I think I'm the same. I think most people are like that with their families. I'm like that with my family too. I the, – the biggest thing I don't want to be like my mom about is her oblivion. Mm. She's so oblivious and it drives me nuts. And yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit oblivious and I hate it. Fair. She's she's great, but she's very she's oblivious. oblivious. Sweet mom. Sweet, sweet mom. Are you are you okay? Barf. Yeah. Not barf to you, Mayor. We love you. Yeah, not barf to you. But barf to me being like you. Oh god, wait a minute. While we're while we're still here, I just got a random text that I haven't opened. Oh my god. Is it your family text? No, this is a text from Megan from high school, one of my best friends from high school. Oh my gosh, we made Okay, there was a kid named Max that was in love with her, and he told her one time our junior year of high school, like, Meg, senior year is ours. Like, all all this time that we could have been together, like, senior years, it's finally going to be ours. And it wasn't. She didn't like him, and it was, like, a big thing. But he was really mean to all of us whenever we did our powder puff our senior year. It was a very important story. I hope you're listening to me. Mm-hmm. And so we made a huge sign after he was, like, really mean to us all over Twitter, and we put it on like the um of the bleachers and it said no max senior year is ours <laughs> and we took like a big picture of it uh, on the way here's that's me oh we're flicking off the camera that's classy oh my god where's where is megan is. in it yeah there's megan oh my god that's her oh my god that was so fun that i love that hilarious yeah, Max, senior year's ours did you know that i was the captain of my powder puff team for two years i now? did actually yeah, I it was cool that. as hell. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I know. I was the energy. Were you the quarterback? No. That oh. was my friend Katie. Katie oh. was the quarterback. And then it was Jordan and Julia were the other ones. Not that you cared, but if anybody, I, I care. Know. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pretend like you do. Cool, guys. Yeah, cool, awesome. guys. It was super so cool. So proud but of But the thing you. is, they were, like, good. I mean, I, was, I wasn't bad. But, I mean, like. <laughs> I was good. I wasn't bad. I wasn't. I mean, I was an. Uh, I wasn't an athlete. They were all athletes. Like mm. they all played sports, and I was just like out here hanging, like organizing the face paint. I love it though. That's so needed. Yeah, it's me. One time, I remember this is like it has nothing to do with anything, but whatever. 
I remember one time we were practicing and we like took practices very seriously. Like we were not there to mess around and I had a false start and I like didn't catch it. It was like an embarrassing false start where I was like, everybody else was just kind of watching me. And I was like, wait, we're not in a play right now. Like it was just very embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And and so we all start dying laughing. It's like, like all there's like 50 girls and the coaches and we're all just like hysterical because I like messed it up so bad. And for like cinematic effect of like how stupid it was, I just like dropped like to the floor, like to be funny, like on the ground. But I hit like I just you let go of my body. Confession? No, quite literally, I was walking like 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 I injured my back for days. I couldn't practice for two days after that. Oh my god! Because I literally was like limping around because I was trying to be funny. Because I class clowned it too hard and I hit the ground so hard that I bruised, my, like my back was covered in a big bruise. What? I'm not kidding. I hit the ground so hard and everybody was like, we thought you passed out. You hit the ground so hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We did um, Powder Puff one day. We have like a juniors versus senior event mm-hmm. like for two days and we do like guys volleyball against each other and girls Powder Puff. Oh. Uh-huh. And we didn't practice or anything, I don't think. Really? Oh. Yeah. It wasn't, like, super serious, it. but in the moment when we were doing it, it was, like, very serious. Yeah. Um, but I was a lineman. I was a lineman, too. It's fun. Is it because we'll fight anybody? Yeah, we're strong. I'm pretty strong. Are you sure? There's a video of me and – or not a video, a picture of me, like, shoving this girl <gasps> – and my face is I like love crazy. it. Wait, I have video I have pictures like that too. Yeah. Of us like sandwiching people and like whatever. I got um a technical called on me for Ooh. unnecessary roughness. Oh. I, you guys went really legit. Yeah. Ours is not that legit. A girl pinched my nipple so hard. Oh. It was crazy. I started bleeding. <laughs> no. I swear that was my my junior year. The seniors were very mean. And they I remember everybody kept coming back bleeding and we were like, what the hell? And it was just like people were going right at it. And a girl just went and she just. I would be so mad. Twisted right at my nipple. I literally said, what the hell is wrong with you? She's like, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have punched her in the mouth. Thought about it. I mean, not really. I, but, but I was a mentor, Maddie. I had to I had to be the bigger person. <laughs> meant so hard. I wasn't a mentor. I was an idiot. Um, anywho, let's never talk about high school again. Um, hope everybody enjoyed the murder. Except for Elizabeth. Oh. Oh. Sad. Sorry you got cut into pieces, Lizzie. 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 Glizzie. Stop it. You know that she could have been something. She could have. Maybe not, though. So could have. Um, hmm? So could have. <laughs> so could have. Uh, what's her name? Benet. John Benet. John Benet. I wonder. Yeah, but she, I mean, she was a pageant girl in Colorado. She'd probably just be chilling. Yeah, she could have been a normal girl, though. Oh, yeah. I wish I was a normal girl. SZA. SZA. Wow, you know SZA, but you don't know Meg the Stallion? Nope. Um, this is my closing note. Emerson no. did refer to Meg the Stallion as, as thick, thick girl Sammy. Nope, thick Sammy. You're right. I was thinking hot girl Meg, but thick, thick Sammy. Sammy. That's what she genuinely thought her you name was. You didn't know. And now here we are. Bye. Bye. Average and all.